This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Hi, I'm Olivia Kuei. And I'm Harianto Diman. Welcome to The Straits Times, the big story podcast where we analyse key issues with our journalists and guest experts. Too close to call, the race from the White House is far from over, but both candidates are confident. I'm here to tell you tonight, we believe we're on track to win this election. We will win this, and we, as far as I'm concerned, we already have won it. Well, back home, Home Affairs and Law Minister K. Shanmugam tells Parliament the AGC had sufficient evidence to prosecute former helper Party Liani. And a huge relief for her family, an eight-year-old girl who was injured in a car crash, wakes up after 11 days in a coma. Hello, a warm welcome to The Big Story, coming to you live from The Straits Times Newsroom. I'm Olivia Kuei. I'm Harianta Dimana. You can subscribe to The Straits Times channel so you never miss a single episode. Let's begin with the latest on the US presidential election, which is still too close to call in the race to 270 electoral votes. President Donald Trump has 213 votes, while his Democratic challenger Joe Biden has 220. Now, back in 2016, at this point, news outlets had already declared a winner. But this year, the result still remains up in the air. As it stands now, the election will likely come down to three states, Michigan, Wisconsin and Pennsylvania. Now, whoever wins two of the three will probably be president. Well, foreign editor Bagyashi Gareka is here to talk about what has happened so far. So, Bagya, it's just passed. 4:30 a.m. in Washington D.C. after election, the morning after election day, Mr. Trump, as I said earlier, has uh, 213 electoral mm-hmm. votes, while Mr. Biden has 220. Where are we at now? I know it's a close race, but are there any any indications of a winner yet? Okay, so I think the first question, I have a very definite answer for you, mm. and the answer is that we are in the waiting room, right? So we don't know. Do we have a winner yet? No, we don't send a winner yet. But, you know, if you've been following the headlines and, you know, through your own live shows, our own live shows, uh, we have reported that Trump has made, well, he has, he has had a pretty good day and he has made inroads. He has not had any major significant upsets so far. Uh, so all these are positives for him. He's also managed to retain the Senate. That's in Republican control, looks like. So I'd say it's good. He could be a winner, but then there's a chance for Biden yet. Uh, So far, none of them has reached that magic number of 270, as you say. Right. So you're mentioning there's still a chance for Mr. Biden. Is that because you know of these mail-in votes, those mail-in ballots that have Mm -hmm. become really a talking point in this election? That's right. So I think Biden's main hopes do rest on mail-in votes. Because if you look at the couple of states, uh, the blue wall that you spoke of, now if you look at those states, those are already trending towards Trump. So where does Biden's vote, uh, hopes lie? Right. They basically lie in a large percentage of voters who have not, whose votes have not been counted yet. Right. Mainly because they did not turn up on that day, they mailed in their votes. And the, you know, the procedure for counting those votes is a little more um, time consuming. Right. You have to verify signatures, for instance. Mm. Uh, you have to look at the postmark to see whether they arrived in time. Yep. So it is a, you know, a more time consuming process. But that, I, mm, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so that is what is adding to this waiting period, which is why we don't have a result at this point. Right. It's a sure you turnout. talked about how uh, there are no major upsets for uh, Trump. Uh, 
Yes. But uh, so far, are we seeing any surprises? All right. So surprises, I would say the biggest surprise for me personally was this, that there was no Biden wave. You know, if you were following and looking at the opinion polls, the national opinion polls, they told you that Biden did have a fairly comfortable lead. Uh, the other thing is the state, the contested battlegrounds. Mm -hmm. Sure, you know that they were contested as well. Uh, but where is that, you know, that strength for Biden that hasn't come through so far? I mean, the caveat, of course, would be that uh, a lot of votes, a lot of them are still to be counted. So, you know, there is that, of course. That is one surprise. The second surprise so far, I think, is that it all went so smoothly, right? I mean, most places, uh, they closed on time, polls closed on time, there wasn't any violence which was being feared. So I think that's a positive surprise too. Uh, one thing, the one state that uh, Biden uh, has flipped, which means that Trump retained the state and now it's voted for Biden and that would be Arizona, which has been called with its 11 votes. Yep. So that now stands with Trump, uh, with Biden. Mm -hmm. So I think that uh, could count as a surprise, I suppose. Okay. Well, we have been talking a lot about the three blue wall states, um, and it's something that we are keeping an eye out for, you know, for the rest of the day. Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania. Our colleague Jeremy Ao Young said that if one candidate can win two out of three, he will likely be the next president. So what's your take on this, Bagia? And where does each man stand in each of these three states? Okay, so now look at Biden. You said he has 213 votes so far. So let's say he has electoral votes. Uh, Trump. Trump, Trump has. Trump sorry, so Trump has 213 and Biden has about 220. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? So look at Trump. Uh, Trump is now, what, 60 short of 270? About 60, let's say. And if you count these three states, the blue wall, they contribute to about 46 votes, electoral votes. Yes. And then you've got uh, North Carolina, Georgia. So when you take these in, if they also trend for Trump and he wins, uh, you know, two of those three uh, blue wall states, yes, then you can see a path of victory for uh, mm. Trump. That becomes quite clear. Uh, so, yes. Uh, I mean, ideally for any of these, they would like to retain all three, uh, but quite likely it might be split. And uh, I think in Wisconsin, it's especially close. So it's just about maybe 2% uh, difference between yes. the two of them. Um, in the other two, it's in the other two uh, blue wall states, which is Michigan and Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, you have uh, Trump leading in both of them. Yep. So uh, I guess we have to see. The caveat again is that Pennsylvania um, still has a large number of mailed in votes. And it's, it's been one of the states which doesn't actually even start counting the mailed in votes until the day of the election. Mm -hmm. So it's a time consuming process that we know and they're only starting to count it you know, for the past 12 hours or so. Mm -hmm. So that's the reason you, you know, we might have to wait. Plus the fact that these are very closely contested. So I guess each vote is going to be uh, looked at carefully. Right. So yeah. it's, still, it's still going to be a long process. Oh, yeah. and, and, and these coming, uh, waiting for the results. Uh, yes, it could be. Right. Uh, yeah. So uh, most of these uh, votes are like maybe 60, 70, 80 percent counted. Mm, yep. mm. Uh, so when we say that, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's like a sampling of votes too. Right, right. So yeah, but yeah, no, regardless of who becomes the next president, 
he will have to bridge uh, a deeply divided, yeah. deeply polarized nation. Now, how can this person, uh, so to speak, heal the most contentious uh, issues faced by Americans, whether it's the COVID-19 response, economy, rate, uh, economy or the issues of race and so on? Uh, well, I guess it does depend on the man who wins, yeah. right? So as we know that um, Trump hasn't really made an effort to reach across the divide. And for all the polling data that's available, you know that um, you know, the partisanship has been really high uh, in all through the Trump years. It's been the highest on record if you look at some polls, uh, to the extent that people say they wouldn't even consider dating a person who has voted for the other guy. So that's the extent of divide that, you know, where it is, it's, it is steep. Uh, but if the vote is clear, it's not as close. If there's still a path for there to be a clear, uncontested vote, it's going to be easier to heal that divide. If you see a vote where it's very close, where, uh, you know, there, uh, where either of the candidates uh, resorts to going to courts, where it's prolonged, then the you know, divide is going to be harder to breach. But that said, again, Biden seems to be, perhaps because of his politics, his personality, uh, he seems to be the guy who might find it easier to reach across. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it is a matter of how the voters also look at the two candidates. Mm. Uh, so a unifying leader. Perhaps with Kamala mm -hmm. Harris and Mike Pence, maybe they can lend a hand in you know, how this will go about as well. Uh, well, uh, maybe not because mm. uh, Kamala Harris, she's perceived to be even left of Biden. Mm. So if you imagine Biden as the most centrist mm -hmm. within the Democrat, uh, uh, Kamala is more to the left of him. So. Possibly not with her. I think you would see Biden, who has very extensive um, you know, experience as a politician, uh, working with his colleagues in the Senate, for instance. He has experience of reaching out, making connections, you know, winding, dining, all the things that it takes. So he might be the guy. Trump likes to stand his ground. He makes his position clear, and he likes you to basically accept him. Mm, so yeah, I think that would be a challenge. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, it's not just uh, the presidential election uh, happening today. We are, we are also keeping an eye out for the battle for the U.S. Senate. So, Bagia, what's the latest then? How will the results in that race pan out for, I guess, the governing of the U.S.? Uh, again, so Senate is very interesting. I think the Democrats were really hoping that they could seize control. But uh, I looked at the figures just before coming in. It's still 47-46, which means that Republicans are likely to retain you know, retain control of the Senate. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a 100-member body. So um, what that means is, let's say the scenario of uh, Mr. Trump being re-elected and, uh, you know, politics being where they are, the hyper-partisanship being where it is. Uh, if there is a chance that because they have, because the Democrats control, uh, are looking like they might control the House, once again, they move to impeach him uh, they will not be able to carry it out if they do not control the Senate. Mm. Uh, if the scenario was that they control the Senate while Trump was being re-elected, there was a chance that you know mm. they could have impeached him. Yeah. There is that sentiment that you see, and you know it's been voiced before. Mm. So yeah, it, it is pretty interesting how it is. But if you look at the other way, let's say Biden wins and he does not have the Senate, meaning the Senate tends to be uh, stays Republican. Uh, what that does is possibly a 
maybe a better outcome in one sense that for those people who fear that um, Biden's policies have been economic policies especially might tend to be a bit more uh, regulatory uh, emphasizing on taxes uh, for those people for the markets this is a relief then because you have the Republicans who will act as a check on the president right. so that is an outcome I think that the markets will certainly welcome Right. Well, thank you so much, uh, Bagia, for setting aside mm -hmm. time to speak with us, uh, to share invaluable insights uh, on the U.S. Presiden presidential election. Mm -hmm. And it's still ongoing now, yep. right? Definitely Results are not clear yet. Mm -hmm. It still uh, remains up in the air. Now, we've been speaking to foreign editor at the Straits Times, Bagia Shri Garika. Well, visit straitstimes.com for developments throughout the day on our live blog and microsite. You can find a state-by-state -state breakdown, news developments, analysis, as well as social media updates. Now, if you like what you're hearing so far, please subscribe to The Straits Times on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Google Podcasts. Like us and give us a rating. Now, back to our show. Meanwhile, in Parliament, Carl Liu, the son of the former Changi Airport Group chairman, has been investigated for perjury following a theft trial involving his family's former mate, Patiliani. In his ministerial statement on the case, Minister for Home Affairs and Law K. Shanmugam said there were many aspects of Mr. Liu's conduct and evidence which were highly unsatisfactory and raised scepticism. Carl has been investigated as to whether he committed any criminal offence, including perjury. Statements have been taken from Carl on the following points. Whether the items highlighted by the High Court had been in his, his possession, his explanations for his inconsistencies during trial regarding these items, the investigations have been completed, a, stint, a statement will be announced uh, later this evening based on the investigations. The case had previously sparked an uproar with MPs and others raising questions about the criminal justice system. Mr Shamugam said the case was handled as a routine theft case and there was no attempt by anyone to influence them. In recounting the details of the case, he highlighted that there were good reasons and sufficient evidence to charge Ms Party for theft and police investigators and prosecutors had assessed that she was untruthful. However, he admitted to lapses in the police handling of the case during the investigations, namely that photography of the allegedly stolen items was not done immediately as per protocol. I am told that the officer involved had a number of other ongoing cases, prosecutions, arrest operations, and a very uh, personal matter that he had to deal with. He seems to have been under a lot of pressure. He was in a predicament. It was a situation that many home team officers find themselves in. It's a reality of what our officers go through. Nevertheless, internal investigations are being carried out in relation to the conduct of the officers involved in this case, and action will be taken as necessary. Well, for more news and videos, visit straightstimes.com. The U.S. Election Live blog and microsite are there as well. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel by hitting the red button below. Once again, I'm Harianto Diman with Olivia Kue. Join us tomorrow for more stories on The Big Story. That was an SBH podcast by The Straits Times. 
Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.